Now, God's starting a new series today. New series today. Glory to God. As you see here, victory in the moment. Victory in the moment. Today is part one of three. Part one of three. Victory in the moment. We're going to talk about what that moment is. Amen? Let's look at our foundation of scripture. First Thessalonians 5, 22 to 23. First Thessalonians 5, 22 to 23. New King James Version. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Alright? So, very, very important. Spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Alright? Very, very key. Very, very key. Alright? I tell you what, you... When you get this series down and begin to apply it, your clarity, your spiritual eyes, oh my God, will become so, even more, another level of clear and clarity. Because you're going to be able to see yourself in the moment and you're going to see where other people are. Amen? That's what you want. That's what you want. Because then, and then when that moment, whatever that moment is, you're going to have victory right here in that moment. And then those are going to accumulate. It's going to be a lifestyle. Amen? Alright, now, God's desire to get us to a place where we don't react to people and your environment. That's one of God's objectives, that we don't react to people um, and the environment. Instead, that we have victory in the moment. That we have victory in the moment. That's one of God's objectives with this series, alright? Also, that we make consistent spirit-led choices. That we make consistent spirit-led choices. That's part of the piece, which is to make sure that's one of lead us into our victory. Amen? Alright, cool, cool, cool. Alright, now. So, background understanding. As we just saw the scripture with regard to 1 Thessalonians 5, 22-23, we understand that based on the words you saw underlined, there's three parts of us. Yes. We're a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Alright? So I'm a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body. This is key. Because when we get up in the morning, well, maybe maybe not the morning times. You know, we better get up in the morning looking here. You better go. We do that in the shower and dress and everything. But every other time of the day, you look in the mirror, you're going to see, you're going to see your eyes, you know, your shoulders, your shirt and everything else, your hair. But that's not the real you. The real you is spirit. Amen. God is spirit. That's what the word says. He also says he made us in, in, in his image. That's right. So, we got to understand the real us is spirit. Yes. We're a three-part being. We're a spirit that has a soul that doesn't body. you got to get that because that helps you in life. Understand, we are here. We just have to be living in these earth suits yes. called bodies. Yes. When, you, when we understand that, we understand a, lot, a number of things about the body. We got to take care of this earth suit. You know what I mean? All kinds of pieces. But we can't let certain things dictate us because the real us is inside. You can reference uh, John 4 and 24, uh, James 2 and 26. It says, For the body without the spirit is dead. So doesn't that say they got to be separated? For the body without the spirit is dead. So that tells us there's got to be some separation between body and spirit. The other scripture talks about when we're absent from the body, we're present with the, from, with the Lord. Yeah. So how can that be if we are our body? 
How can we be present with the Lord and not with our body? So this, this, the number of scriptures that make it clear that the real us is spirit. All right. So the spirit part of us is the part of us that's closest to God. When we and so that's the part God is going to be speaking to. He's going, he speaks spirit to spirit. God is not speaking to our body. God is not speaking to our soul. He's speaking to our spirit. Okay. All right. Now let's make sure we get that down. We speak spirit to spirit. Now, the second part of us, or another part of us, is our soul. Our soul is our mind, will, emotions, imagination, and intellect. Right? We're going to deal mainly with mind, our uh, mind, will, and emotions. Our mind tells us what we think. Our will tells us what we want. The emotions tell us how we feel. Let's say it again. Our mind tells us what we think. Our will will tell us what we want. The emotions tell us how we feel. That's a real thing. A soul is a real thing. We're not saying we're anti-soul. This is the real part of us, the spirit. But we have a soul, all right? And then we deal with our body, which is the third part of us, which is our five senses. See, feel, taste, touch, and smell, all right? So, you know, so that's part of us, too, because, you know, we, we need to be able to hit the typewriter when we're typing on, you know, for work, and, you know, that's part of us, all right? So, and then, and then we deal with this other extraneous thing, which is still part, which is that flesh. Now, I'm not talking about the skin flesh, but, you know, we learned in biology or physical science, and one of the things back in the day. So, I got love for science there, so I'll just keep playing around. But, you know, so not, not that flesh. You see how, you see how I said that very so I actually was walking in? Yeah, exactly. All right. So, not that flesh. We're talking about the biblical flesh. Um, and you remember uh, Romans 7 and 18 and Romans 8 and 1. Uh, that flesh is the carnal, the carnal part of us. It's the part of us that wants to sin. Well, I'm a Christian, but it's the part of you that wants to sin. Bible says we were, we were born in this world, shaped in iniquity. We were born to sin. So we got to understand, even when you're a Christian, there's a part of you from the old nature that still wants to sin. That's why we have to continue to, the Bible says we got to die daily. Why would you even say that? If it was just about salvation, we said it before, then we would just transition and go to be to heaven. But he, he wants us to do, Jesus wants us to do some things down here, but we understood in the prior series, this world has been given over to the enemy through this fall and sins of Adam. That means we are in an environment where we're in a world system, but we are saved. But that means that our old nature still has a possibility of trying to rise up and cause some sin. All right? So you can look in the Greek, which is sorts, uh, which in context, you can see one definition is earthly, just carnal nature that wants to sin. Okay? So we don't want to give rise, we don't want to feed that flesh. Does that make sense? Because he's going to be trying, he's gonna be trying to cry out. But that being the case, we got to make sure one thing we want to do would be spirit led. So we understand from this. We have three part being, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. All right? Now, and we also deal with that flesh part. Now, let's look at this. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, New King James Version. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. That's, uh-uh. That's why, totally up to you. Well, one of the things I got revelation on, I, I don't walk around saying, uh, what the hell is I'm only human. 
I, I get to the point where I don't say that anymore. I'm a new creation. Does that make sense? I'm not saying nobody, they're going to hell if they say that. That's just some revelation I got like, well, I'm more than just human. Now we get the natural. Okay, we're not a chair. I get that. You know what I mean? But, but we are a new creation. We are the only species on earth that can both live on earth and live on earth and touch heaven. It's amazing. Amen. Glory to God. If anyone, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Okay? So a new creation, that means our spirit. You say your spirit has, uh, your spirit became new, not your soul and body. So what does that mean? When you receive Jesus, if you have, if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when that transition happened, your spirit the spirit part of you got renewed. You have a new regenerated spirit. But your soul and your body did not get saved. You got to get that part. Our spirit got renewed, regenerated, but our soul and our body did not get saved. Okay? So, case in point. So, we use an example. So, let's just say someone got saved at... Uh, receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, let's say at 8.30 this morning. And at, let's say at 8.20, they were 5'11", 5'11". Five five at 8.45, they're not going to be 6'3". <laughs> now, God is God. He saw him anything can happen. But in most instances, he ain't going to be 6'3". The body doesn't change when we get saved. The body part of us. Same type thing with the soul. We use the chemistry experiment. All right? <laughs> you know the if you don't know that periodic chart, at 8.20, at 8.30, it's not going to be all of a sudden you know what iron and all those kind of periodic pieces are. Because that's the soul part. That's part of the intellect. Now, when you get saved, some things will automatically drop off. Let's, let's be clear about that. But one of the things we see here in Romans 12, 1 through 2, it was speaking to the church in Rome saying, look, this is, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. They were talking to Christians. So what's that, what's, what that is saying is, our soul also didn't get saved. Our spirit doesn't have to get saved again. Because we got a new spirit. But our mind has got to, our soul has to keep being renewed. Because we're still in this world. That's the soul part of us. So don't, 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 you don't have to go down, uh, let's say, a weird road and say, all right, well, part of me is not saved. We're not saved because the real you is spirit. But we got some stuff we got to deal with in our soul and our body that says, look, I gotta make sure you're getting trained. Does that make sense? Yeah. Alright. I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Let's not preach to others. I want myself to become disqualified. Alright. So we gotta make sure we're doing it. This you get the series down and you start seeing yourself like, okay, alright, now I'm seeing where I am, now I'm seeing where he or she is in a moment. This is gonna help. This is gonna help. Now, here's the background. The problem is. Even after we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, sometimes too many daily decisions have been made by our, been led by our soul or our body or our flesh, yes. and not spirit-led. 
That's where the problem is. We're allowing another part of us that should not be leading, lead. So we got to make sure we get to the point where that's not the case. We must learn to be spirit-led, which is the part that's closest to God, remember that, and not allow circumstances or people dictate and move us up and down, because people and circumstances are going to go up and down. You don't know what may happen. So you can't allow, the goal is to try not to allow yourself to go up and down with people based on, on your soul or your body or the circumstances or that flesh to rise up. Does that make sense? And lead a decision or the action that you're going to take. Alright, so let's 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 let's, let's get some um, let's get some uh, some uh, human display example. My queen, would you be honored? I'll be honored if you great thing we could present up here, dog. Thank you. I don't know what they expect here, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alright, you're gonna say it right here in the center. Right there in the center. Okay. Alright. Marisol and Terrence, can you come on up, please? Alright. So actually Marisol, you can go stand over there where Odessa is. Okay, I'm going to put you right here. Okay? And then Miss Jacqueline Walton. If you come on down, please. <laughs> yes, sir. Come on down. Come on down. Contestant on the right. There we go. Yeah, come on. Yes, yes, yes. Stand right here. Okay. All right. All right. They on the camera on? We all good? Okay. All right. Cool. Now, Terrence, Terrence represents spirit. Good thing represents uh, soul. And Jackie represents body. Okay? So, when we get saved, our spirit gets renewed. The other thing that happens is, come on over there, so, and you lock arms with him. This is about big them. They come with lock arms together, right? Spirit gets renewed, right? And this spirit now has the Holy Spirit, who is Marisol, with him. You got it? Now, this is the initial, when you first get saved, you now have the Holy Spirit with you. Okay? Now, that's different than the other series which talks about being baptism with the Holy Spirit. Because not, right now the Holy Spirit is with them. We can get to the point where we have the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit dwells within. Does that make sense? Yes. Got it? All right, so that's what happens there. Spirit, I'm sorry, soul, soul and body. Now, what happens is we understand, let's say God made us follow people, right? So God is out here. He's speaking, he's speaking to the Holy Spirit. God speaks spirit to spirit, and that's an automatic transfer. So God is speaking to the Spirit. And you give him all kinds of areas of life, right? Because the Bible says we got to keep renewing our lives. So, the, so what God is saying, hey, make sure you're studying your word. So Spirit is, all right, Spirit, that's cool. Thank you, thank you. Spirit is telling, spirit is telling the soul, hey, make sure you're reading the word. Why? Because the soul deals also with the mind. So Bible says we got to renew our minds. So Spirit is saying, hey, so let's make sure we're reading the Word of God. We're studying it daily. So we're renewing the mind. Got it? All right. Now, that being the case, but what happens sometimes is this. Situations come up, and we understand the body deals with our, our five senses. See, feel, taste, touch, and smell. When that happens, the ear gate and the eye gate, it, Specifically, are channels which the enemy will try to get through to the soul. Because one of the things the soul deals with is the will. Yeah. Will tells us what we want. So ultimately, both the body and the spirit are really trying to get the soul to make that final decision because that's what I want. Because yeah. I'm going to go to what I want. Got it? So what happens is, let's just say you all of a sudden, you're doing some stuff at work, 
on your computer, and you see this ad for life insurance. Oh, okay. All right, you click on it. All of a sudden, up pops some pornography. All right, and all you're trying to do is look at State Farm. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you know, look at State Farm. And I don't know, maybe the security or the filters on your computer or whatever. All right, all of a sudden, up pops some pornography. Well, that comes through the body because the body saw with the eye gate. Yeah. Got it? Yeah. But we know that behind it is the enemy trying to, you know, but we just got so messed up. But it comes through the eye gate of the body. Why? To get to that soul and say, ooh, how long shall I look at this thing? All right? That being the case, so now, that being the case, now you go ahead and walk out. Now the soul is saying, I want to keep looking. I want to keep looking. I want to keep looking. You can look No, sorry. You got it? No, come on back. Come on back. Come on back. That's not what we want. That's not what we want. That's an example of what we don't want. Because we don't want to be led by the soul. You got it? Soul, then the body followed, and obviously the spirit was last. So the spirit was trying to drag him away. That's the example of what we don't want of making a soul decision. Because soul saw that pornography and said, oh, that's what I want. So it started leading, like, let me, let, me, let, me, let me keep looking a little longer. Let me, let me turn to another site. That's not what we want. What we want, though, is same situation comes through. Oh, and the spirit has been teaching to the soul, like, oh, Bible says I abstain the truth from sexual morality. That being the case, I don't walk out that way. Now the spirit don't go out that way. Now it's, you're following. That's what we want. We want the spirit to lead. Y'all come on back. That's what we want. We want the spirit to lead us in that situation. It says, oh, wait. Because you've already been renewing your mind. And you're saying, oh, wait, wait, wait. No. If that pops up, because you can't control something like that pops up, you say, oh, I have saying freaking such a around. I mean, he quit. He didn't go that way. The spirit led that decision. The spirit spoke to the soul, and the body's going to follow. That's what we want. You got it? Now, another example. You, you at work, or this, this, we use drinking on work today. You at work, and all of a sudden, somebody sent something in the email. All right, it's an opportunity for that flash to rise, right? You saw the email, all of a sudden, it's, it's linked to the uh, soul. Soul also deals with emotions. Jamie, you ain't nothing at work. I, I did the other assignment. You didn't do that. Now what's happening? She's all upset. Now she's emotionally led. She's led by her ankle. Y'all follow? I'm sorry. Y'all follow? <laughs> All right, now come on back, come on back. That's not what we want. That's, that's not what we want. That's not what we want either, because again, part of the soul is emotions, right? That anger. Oh, how dare her! I, I finished that project. I was the one that worked on that. Blah blah blah. Eagles jumped up and everything. That's that. That's that flesh trying to get at that that soul. We got it. That's not what we want. So when you see something like that. We've already been renewed our mind. Oh, the Spirit's been renewed, helping the soul renew the mind, saying, oh, Bible says be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. So now when you see that email, let the Spirit lead them out. Oh, you see that email, you're like, oh, okay, quick to listen, slow. Oh, y'all come on back. Quick to listen, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Now the Spirit is leading that decision, saying, oh, no. We, we may find, depending on how we, in terms of walking in forgiveness, uh, Holy Spirit will guide you about what to do. Say, hey, I may talk to that person later on. I'm going to pray for that person. Isn't that? That's what the Spirit leads. Amen? Give our, give our volunteers a hand. That's what we got to do. We got to get to the point where when those moments arise, 
You gotta have get to the point where we have victory in those moments. The only way to do that is that we be spirit led. There will always be opportunities for the flesh, for our soul, and for the body to lead. But we got to get to the point where in that moment, what moment are we talking about? At 3.03 on a Wednesday? At 11.59 when your spouse just got mad at you? Those moments happen. But we always got to be in tune with the spirit to be spirit led. Because guess what? The devil don't play fair. It's not like he, he's not like he, he uh, announces himself, thank you, Holy Spirit, not like he announces himself saying, Hey, <laughs> Symphony, I'm about to come to you in about five minutes, get ready. No! You in the shower just chilling. You know what I mean? All of a sudden a thought comes. Or all of a sudden, you know, you, uh-oh, you can't, you can't make ho- holler. They, they can't see you through the shower, praise the Lord. But, you know, they, they get, you know, you through the other doors or whatever, and all of a sudden you come out, you find out that you get your... That your son got a D on your report card. Oh, you know, that's an opportunity for that flash to rock. And you know you've been telling him. Make sure you're studying along the way. Those prior months before that first marking period comes. Make sure you're studying. Make sure you're reading the material. Get ready for the test. And all of a sudden, you get the D on the report card. That's an opportunity for the flash to rise up. You got me? To be emotionally led. Amen? We got to be spirit led. Now, let's look at 3 John 2. 3 John 2, New King James Version. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Praise God. So that tells us one of the things that helps us to prosper is that when we are developing, being spirit-led, we are training our soul. Does that make sense? You all train your body as well. So, and, and as a side note, I know sometimes it goes out there, Let's be. Prosperity actually is in the Bible. Yeah. I know there's different talks out there. What's the vision for the local assembly? Well-rounded, kingdom of God citizens. Right? So what you won't hear God say in His ministry is that we talk in prosperity every single time, every single day. And at the same time, we also know this ministry, we go hard the word up. And what do we say? What does the word say? The word says prosperity is in here. And prosperity is not just about money. It includes money. And you don't have to be ashamed about that. But it means doing well in every area of your life. Your spirit, your soul, your health. Talking to people about Jesus. Being a blessing to other people. Have, you know, doing well at work. Getting good evaluations. Guess what? Not for you to reap up and be like, it's all about me. You're giving all that glory to God. Amen? So be okay with prosperity. That's not, you know, that's it. Did I make make it the word prosperity? Y'all do your own search. You do your own search and see how many times prosper or prosperity is in the Bible. This this little side, what you call it? Public service announcement. (laughs) Very service announcement. Okay. But be okay with that. But don't go overboard either. Because they ain't all about you and heeping it up and that kind of stuff. It's fine the balance. Well, rather than what the words is, or what God says for his vision for his person. All right, now, let's look at some examples. Let's look, we already covered some visually, but let's look at some examples of being soul led, body led, flesh led. Let's look at the soul first. So, emotional reactions. Emotional reaction regarding your kids, school classmates, spouses, co workers. That's an opportunity for the soul to be led, because you can get emotional. You know, you, 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 
You come home and let let your child tell you that somebody was messing with them in school. Oh my goodness! And, and, and y'all, am I messing with the ladies? Am I messing with the moms? Those, oh, Terrence, you know, what do you call those bottle bear claws come out when you find out that they're, oh Lord Jesus! Woo, Lord! Hey, Terrence, the other kid is only like six years old. Where's the Lord? Well, look, I, I look, look, I, I get it. I'm a dad. I get it. But you know, but it's an opportunity for us to get emotionally led and be upset because that's our heart. That's our hearts running around with little feet running around. I get it. But it's still an opportunity to be spirit led. You got it? All right. Ladies, that's 11. I get it. I was that one once. I get it. I get it. It's all good. All right. Another one is uh oh. <laughs> Giving your family some money. Let's go down this room. Now, we know God taught on a series about a heart of generosity. This is not him saying, don't give. That's not what he's talking about. What he's saying here is, like everything, family is not excluded. We got to be spirit-led on those decisions. Because sometimes we can get emotionally led because that's mom, because that's cousin, because that's brother. Sometimes we can get emotionally led because of that soul. And think that it's an automatic, unintentional obligation just because they're, that's my sister. What God is saying is, do it, hear from him on a case-by-case basis. Because sometimes he does want you to sow it. But here's where we got to be careful. You want to make sure that you are helping facilitate them connecting with God through Jesus Christ. Because sometimes if we do that, just being emotional or being almost like a family obligation, sometimes we can unintentionally place them, take the place and they can see us as God. Because before coming to God, they're going to go to us. And God is saying, I'm trying to help them develop in me. So I need you to not do that. This particular time. It doesn't mean he wasn't wanting you to do it next week. That's why we got to be spirit-led. you got to hear about the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. All right. Now, uh-oh. Thinking logically that something can't happen. That's that, that's that intellect. That's that part of the soul. It says, you know, that because that many people, unfortunately, have transitioned because of HIV, that somebody can't get healed by HIV, from HIV. Because, you know, so many stats say people transition with HIV. Well, that may be a natural fact. But the truth is, by Jesus Christ, we're healed. So we got to understand the difference between the facts and the truth. Right? Amen. The Bible says all things are possible to those that believe. That's the truth. The facts may say all those statistics, but we got to be spirit-led and not soul-led. You got it? All right, so those are just a few examples of being soul-led, all right? Goal is to be spirit-led. Let's look at some examples of being led by the body. You see the enemy? And we saw up here with Jackie, in terms of the enemy is trying to go through those, those five senses. Because that's how he operates. Because that's the only way, you know, it's, it, you see here, the music, TV, words, people, you know, taste. Look, you know, when we're listening to music, don't turn it off. Even with Christian music. Because if you know the word says that we're supposed to speak to a mountain, that's what the word says. But if you keep through your ear gate, keep listening, 
well-intentioned, well-meaning, sincere, but in that particular time, they may not have known. Climbing up the roof side of the mountain sounds nice, but it's, and it's well-intentioned, don't get me wrong. But once we learn that the words that we have to speak to those mountains, then on Tuesday at work, when that situation arises, we, we can find ourselves just like trying to drag through it, realize that, you know what, I was supposed to speak to this thing. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Father, you're going to help me with this project in Jesus' name. I will come through it and walk in your peace and you get the Lord in Jesus' name. Does that make sense? So we got to make sure that the enemy tries to speak to us through our body, through our five senses, all right? But it can come anywhere. TV, music, words people use, that kind of thing. Oh, that's the telling on stuff, Terrence. Go, go on to the grocery store when you're hungry. Oh, Jesus. Now, heaven, she and I got uh, one connection with regards to both like those funny ones. I see those funny, especially if I'm going to the store and I happen to be a little hungry. My body's calling me because it came through my eyes, Terrence. So I'm stealing bunions. I gotta be spirit led. The whole spirit, like, whoa, 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 he's a dude. It's ain't the time. This ain't the day to have those guys snacks. You gotta eat this up. Because if not, I see it through my body. I'm like, bam, go. Especially if you happen to have the money to pay for it. Ooh, Jesus. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing physically stopping you. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. So we got to get these examples. All right, uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, what's in the table? Oh, what's in the table? All right. The whole hold hands. Uh-oh. So you, you, you court, you're in a courting phase. All right? Courting for the purpose of marriage. Not dating just to be dating. Right, right. Come on. You court for the purpose of marriage because you see in him or her what God has in their lives. And you're courting, learning about each other to see if it's for you, for the two of you to be married in God. During that phase, the holding hands, the kissing, that's coming through that body. That's, that's going to arouse some other kind of stuff in you. Oh, you got to be spirit led. Because this, this is the person you think is cute and handsome. You know, you know, or, or how are you defined pretty or handsome? That's all between you. There ain't nothing wrong with that. But you get into that physical touch thing with with the holding the hands and the and the kissing, that could lead to some other stuff. You know it. So we gotta make sure, even in that situation, we gotta be spirit led. If they courting, you know what I mean? And both for the ladies and the men. Y'all keeping your bodies whole and you say, oh, no, no, no. We, we, we learn each other, see if this is, if this is going to lead to engagement and marriage. All right, well, then, praise the Lord. Wait till, uh, no, uh, 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 not to wait till to put a ring on it. That's the first ring. It needs to be that second ring. Uh-oh, you know what I'm saying, Terry? We ain't talking about just the engagement ring. Yeah, and that's all how to, how to, what, how to say it. Put a ring on it? Yeah. No, 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 no. Cool song. We always did that second round. Can't wait to that second round. Then guess what? Praise the Lord. They're all in section one after the second round. Put a second ring on it. Praise the Lord. Go for it. Praise the Lord. And enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Praise the Lord. All right. Now, flesh. That carnal nature. All right. 
Now, yelling at the driver, drop, driving down a road, all of a sudden somebody just cuts you off. And throws the middle finger up at you. Mm. What's rising up, the opportunity that's rising up in you now, that's that flesh. To want to throw that middle finger back up. And you got to be like, nah. I got to be, like we saw, we got, saw Marisol and Tad leading the way. Now, Spirit got to be like, no, 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 please listen, so don't speak. So don't become angry. Father, in Jesus' name, please allow me to get to their destination safely and securely. Please guide him and drive in Jesus' name. I forgive him, Father, in Jesus' name. And you just keep driving. You got to stand ready and be Spirit-led. You got it? You watch before 900 feet, curse at the spouse. We can't allow that flesh to rise up and engage in those things, amen? Amen. I mean, this is some examples. You can think about other examples, right? All right, now, now, let's get to the how-to. Let's get to the how-to. So we talked about the issue. We talked about the reason. Now let's get to the how-to. How to get all A's in consistently being led by the Spirit. How to get all A's in consistently being led by the Spirit. We say all A's because everybody wants, at least back in the day, wanted to get all A's in the corporate, all right? You want to hear that well done, good and faithful servant. All right? Now, number one, ask God. Ask God for help. Father, please help me to live a spirit-led life as a lifestyle. Amen? You got to start first by asking God. That is the key. All right? And you see, you reference these scriptures right here. Uh, Psalm 121, 1 through 6. Psalm 84, 11. Matthew 7, 7 through 8. You got to start first by asking God. Yeah. If there's this, well, all things you should be asking God first. Really, only. Um, but recognizing, in particular, when there's a spiritual need, you got to go to the maker. Alright, so let's ask God first to ask and help help me follow the with the spirit led life. So A is ask God. Alright, that's one point. Number two, alert, quiet minded. Alert but we know A's. Alert, quiet minded. Be sensitive to hear the still small voice. What does that mean? When, when those situations arise and present themselves, you're going to be hearing all kind and I don't mean all kind of voices like and I'm not thinking not minimizing, it's like there's a mental issue. But when we, sometimes in life, we can be hearing glaring, a glaring voice, and it's loud, it's pressure. And God spoke to this when we did the series on how to hear from God, or how to hear God. When you're hearing that, that glaring voice, and it seems like it's a little pressure, nine and two-thirds time, that is the enemy. He's trying to pressure you to do something. Because that's not how God speaks. The only time God's going to speak in a loud voice, like, boom, is to save your life. Like, you're about to step out in the street, like, stop! You know, that's going to be God telling you. To, you know, oh, I got it. He wants you to hear. All the other time, that's going to be the end. Yeah. So, if you're hearing that pressure, or you hear, you pick up that, that loud, it seems louder voice, or that glaring voice, most of the time, that's going to be the enemy. Why? Because the Bible says God speaks in a still, small voice. So we, so in that moment, whatever that moment is, even though it's opportunity for that flesh to rise or that soul to lead, you gotta be a, still yourself, have an alert, quiet mind to hear what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. You gotta do that because immediately the reaction could be whatever. It could be led by the soul, the body, whatever. All right, we gotta be spirit led. Okay. All right. Now number three. Always learning and doing the word. Always learning and doing the word. Alright? Now, even if you happen right now to only know one scripture, that's no shame. Just do the one scripture that you know. Come on. 
There's no pressure for you to learn everything from Genesis to Revelation today. You just got to have a heart to want to just learn and grow. And then apply and do it. So if you only know one scripture today, that's okay. Just do that, but do it. Like, do that one scripture. And then as you progress, say, all right, let me, let me learn some more scriptures. And then let me do them. And then let me learn some more scriptures. And then let me do them. You got it? One, one low-hanging fruit is, look, y'all y'all know God's heart. Well, my desire is for y'all to be like the Korean church. Those who believe it that I said, y'all go back and study the scriptures that you heard so that you know what you heard. Uh, go back and say the scriptures that you uh, go back and say that you know your is true. That makes sense? So, one way of learning some more scriptures is the scripture references that you see that God puts up here. Go back and study those and learn those. And, and then apply it. Amen? But we have to, one of the ways to be spirit-led is we've got to always be learning the word and then doing the word. Amen? You can write those scriptures in Joshua 1, 8, 2 Timothy 2, and 15, and Acts 17 and 11. Alright? Now, number four, all the time. Here's a piece. All the time, identified in a moment. What part of you is trying to lead in that moment? In that moment, who, who's trying to lead in that moment? You got it all the time. You got to be a lifestyle for you. Who's trying to lead in that moment? Because when that driver just threw the middle finger up at you, and that you're, that feeling of wanting to say something back, you got to say, wait, whoa, whoa, who's trying to lead here? Is that the flesh? Is that my soul? Either way, that's not my spirit. That's why you got to take the moment. Here's the Holy Spirit. But you got to identify now, in that moment, who's trying to lead here? All right? You got to do that. And then take the next action. And then, Because here's the thing. We want to be spirit-led and emotionally respond. I'm sorry. Spiritually respond and not emotionally react. That's got to be a lifestyle for us, that we spiritually respond and not emotionally react. All right? You remember Lamentations 3 and 40, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. All right? And number five is awareness. So first, number four was about you. Number five is about the other person. Awareness of where someone else currently is in the moment. So as you're beginning to practice this and you're identifying yourself, you're going to be able to see and clear from the Holy Spirit where someone else is. Like, oh, okay, I see where they are. I see, okay, now they, okay, they being led by their soul right now. Okay, because when you see your sister wanting to give everything to the other sister, you're like, okay. And they're crying, and I'm not minimizing crying, because there's times for it. But you can see where people are, and you're like, okay, now I'm clear on this. I can see why people are doing the things they're doing in the moment. Where that helps you and helps them is, when you see where they are, it helps you to be, furthermore, to be led by the Spirit and not allowing your flesh to rise up or your soul to rise up because of what they say. So, again, take, take a person at work that you know that you may have been working on a project with them and all of a sudden they're trying to take all the credit, not that you're trying to get the glory, but whatever it is, you see that and you say, okay. Okay, I see right now they, they dealing with a couple of things. They may be a little soul led. Come on. All right, so now, instead of their actions causing you to be soul led or flesh led, you got to say, okay, what do you want me to do? That helps. He'll tell you how to guide that situation. Does that make sense? So, four tells you for you to identify where you are in the moment, and then five says, I can see now clearly where people are. Even with your kids. You're like, okay. 
okay, I see who's leading now. Holy Spirit will guide me in terms of how to, how to respond to that. Does that make sense? Look, so you represent Ephesians 6 and 12 and James uh, 1 and 19. So, thanks we can do this. We can be spirit-led. This is a lifestyle. This is part one. Let's jump from the scripture here. Uh, Proverbs 16 and 32, New King James Version. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. When you become in a lifestyle of being spirit-led, you are powerful. You are powerful. You're already a powerful new creation, but now you're able to chart your course because now the fog is being removed. Now you can see, okay, now I see not only myself, but now I see clearly how people are doing it in the moment. And now it allows me to be able to hear from the Spirit to be able to minister to them. To help get them to a point of where the Holy Spirit is trying to get them to be. And in the meantime, helps me not, like, you know, get to take their will. Does that make sense? All right, give God some glory. Praise God, praise God, praise God. And look, we got to make sure that we are great.